Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, thing. Frank, I haven't done this in a while. How does it go again? Welcome to the Leftovers podcast. Has it? It's, it's been like what? It's been how long? It's been at least a week for me. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not rusty. Shut up. No, I'm not. I'm just messing around. You're also still steaming. I'm also recovering. Yeah. We were. Uh, I think that's the proper term right now. Is I am in. All right, so let's open. So, okay, I'm so in let, rehab. Yes, this is a sports podcast. I'm about to open about the fact that I went to the Chicken Wing Festival, ate a wing called Stupid Hot, and I, I feel so thrown off right now. You might as well just. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous how I've how how badly that thing messed me up. <laughs> but anyway, this is the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer, Frank Curry, and. We usually come to you on every Wednesday and Sunday. However, this will be the last week that we do the Wednesday and Sunday. We will have a new schedule up and running for this thing to be determined. We'll figure that out. But the reason we have to change it, well, it's the last Sunday without a Bills game. Bills football starts next Sunday. We've done it. As a matter of fact, the 53 yeah. has been announced. Yes. With some surprises. Excuse me, the Bills are only at 52, by the way, so they could sign someone and not have to release anyone. Well, there's been a couple moves made by the Bills today. While I ate chicken wings? Yes. Fair enough. Looks like uh, Colton Schmidt got cut. So we don't have a punter. Well, they do have a punter. Who'd they get? They claimed off of waivers, first off, cornerback Ryan Lewis from New England, and also from New England, rookie punter Corey... Bajorquitz. I don't know how to say his name. That's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Bills have made some minor moves. Yeah. But the big thing is this. There were some surprises that ended up off of the roster. We'll start with some smaller ones. Uh, in particular, Rod Streeter. I thought Rod Streeter had played well enough that I think that he deserved a spot on this team. However... It was Robert Foster that claimed the last receiver spot. Yeah, I was surprised He about earned that. it from that last game. He had a couple of deep ball plays, mm-hmm. one that he almost caught in bounds. Um, it was very much shades of the first game yeah. when, uh, when he tried Allen to make that. the catch from Josh Allen. But Robert Foster, I thought, almost played his way off the roster in the first preseason game, and now he has made the 53. So that's good for him. But yeah. uh, you see Rod Streeter get cut for it. Yep. You see Brandon Riley get released again. And I mean his him getting hurt didn't help. And that's I think that was one of the main reasons. And that's the problem. But sometimes the coaching staff is comfortable with what they see from other players that it yep. ends up being, well, you're just gonna have to find your chance with another team. Yeah. Because they haven't even thrown him on the practice squad. 
or they don't even have intentions to. Reports are that uh, Cam Phillips is the one that they're going to try to stash away on the practice squad mm-hmm. after he was waived. So Brandon Riley, look, I'm going to level with some people right now. Brandon Riley isn't that good where we have to fear that he signs with New England and Tom Brady makes him a superstar. If anything, it's another Chris Hogan situation where Hogan puts up eerily similar numbers as he did in Buffalo. Productive, but not world-ending. So there, I'm done with that. I, I don't need to worry about Brandon Riley, neither should you. I'm not going to worry about Brandon Riley, neither should you. But finally, the big one, Corey Coleman. Coleman gets released from the Bills after the Bills trade a seventh rounder in 2020 to go get him. Yeah. You know, they took a flyer on him. Yeah. In addition to losing that pick now for nothing, the Bills eat more dead cap. For this year and the and next year? Just this year. Just this year. Hey, just that's more dead cap this year. It's okay. However, we'll talk more on the dead cap that that first strike into next year's dead cap in a moment. But Corey Coleman, to me, he never really wowed. No, he never did. And I'm with you on that. You know, I don't mind what they did, though. They took a pick in 2020, and they went ahead and decided, you know what, let's try it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? We cut him. That was their design, was they were going to go ahead and look to see if Corey Coleman was worth a spot on their roster. Turns out he wasn't. And sometimes that happens. Oh, well. It's not a bad idea to kick the tires on that, though, on a pick that generally doesn't yield great success. Right. So they traded for a former first-round pick who has talent. He just managed to not understand the playbook enough that they felt they could move on. And I'm okay with it. I am more than okay with what happened there. But there are people that are mad or laughing at the Bills, for example, because they traded a pick away to try to get Coleman onto this team, and he got cut. First off, it's okay. It was for pennies on the dollar. It was for a 2027th round pick. Something the Bills can, by the time the 2020 NFL draft comes around, they could easily get that pick back by trading a thing. And more. They could just get that back by trading a thing. Yeah. Not that hard. You want to know why? We just saw it. Because the Bills, in their roster cuts... Managed to get a buyer for the fourth quarter of A.J. McCarron's last preseason game. The tenure of A.J. McCarron is swift, fast, and only in the preseason. He joins legends of the preseason in the Bills, like Vince Young and Matt Leiner, as players to have won national championships and played in the preseason with the Bills. (laughs) Fun, isn't it? So much fun. It's like winning a college national title has no meaning on if you're going to be a great pro quarterback or not. Yeah, funny how that works. So the next time someone tells me that a quarterback is a proven winner, I'm just going to point to the list of Vince Young, Matt Leiner, and now A.J. McCarron as Bill's preseason-only QBs who have won a national title. I find it strange that Buffalo found a partner. I thought they were going to keep him. 
I thought they were going to roll three quarterbacks. He was going to be their veteran presence, yeah. a guy to help out with the film room, and everything like that. I thought that's how it was going to go. A.J. McCarron was going to be the third stringer. However, Brandon Bean found a partner. We'll get to that team in a bit. <laughs> I'm just surprised they managed to find someone because that first that first half of McCarron in that Bears preseason game was dreadful. It was bad. Pretty bad. It was terrifyingly bad how yeah. he was just continuously taking sacks throughout the game. And that actually happened even in the good part when he ended up throwing three touchdowns in the second half and he ran for another one. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, when you throw, when you account for four touchdowns, throwing for three and running for another, and you kind of show why you're not someone that just gets cut by the league, well, thank you for proving that, AJ, that you are what you are, which is at the very least a decent backup who can roll some threes after you get some time. But he needed time. So thank you for the fifth-round pick. It was nice knowing you. Hope things work out for him, of course. But it's just kind of bizarre that he signs that two-year deal. He was the last free agent quarterback signed. And everyone's like, what's going on with A.J. McCarron? Remember, the Cleveland Browns last year were going to trade a second and third-round pick for A.J. McCarron. God, they almost did that. And now the Bills get a fifth after signing him to a two-year deal in free agency. Yeah. After seeing Teddy Bridgewater go for a third and now A.J. McCarron going for a fifth, after they were both signed as free agents this offseason, maybe it's not a bad idea to just stash a quarterback every free agency. Why not? Because the Jets and Bills have kind of just proven that that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. If you you have the cap space to take on the trade, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean. But the Bills, other than that, nothing really surprised me. The other big name was Nick O'Leary. I'm not shocked. I am not shocked at all. He wasn't all that impressive. It's not that he's not all that impressive. It's his skill set is that he is, he's pretty much okay at everything. He's not bad at any one thing in the game as a tight end. But what he is, at the same time, Nick O'Leary is not great at any one thing. He is a good blocker. He is a good pass catcher when the ball is near his range. He is a good route runner. But that's it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing special about Nick O'Leary. He is a guy that will latch on with another team and can be a backup tight end in this league for a long time because of the fact that he is solid at so many things. I'd honestly think Nick O'Leary should join a team that needs an H-back. May not be a bad idea. Because he screams H-back. Yeah. He's a guy who can – he's mobile-ish. He can block really well-ish. And he can catch-ish. It just screams – like Nick O'Leary screams H-back, and we don't have that. If they cut packed Marco and threw Nick O'Leary in the backfield, I would not have been shocked about it. It just would have been like, okay, well, that makes enough sense. Nick O'Leary would be just an, just an H-back guy. I'm not, I'm not all that stunned on it, really. 
Right. I mean, the, strangely enough, the guy was the third leading receiver in yards, I think, from a non-running back last year. <laughs> Nick O'Leary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that in. Shows how bad the offense was. Shows how bad the passing offense was. Yeah. But, again, it just goes back to, you know what? If a guy outplays you, let alone two, let alone three, well, you're going to get cut. That's what happened. This is exactly what happened. Jason Kroom, Kari Lee, and Logan Thomas all outplayed him. Yep. Logan Thomas was kind of a shock to me because I saw him playing late into that game in the fourth quarter. Which I'm a little surprised at. Because I thought Logan Thomas had won enough of that job that he didn't need to be in late into the fourth quarter of a fourth preseason game. I thought Logan Thomas earned a job already. So I was a little shocked that he was out there at that point. And then Tobridge out there as well with Logan Thomas and everything like that. But Tobridge got released after he caught the touchdown, which is good. You You know, get some positive tape on someone. But Nick O'Leary does not shock me at all. John Ryan and Colton Schmidt, both punters released. John Ryan was kind of a kick the tires, and they must have just not seen enough in practice because you didn't see much of him in the games. No. In the two games that he was in. John Ryan seemed to to have been brought in just to, at least until Schmidt got released, just as a a spare spare part. Yeah, just as a spare part. Because they lost Carter. Yeah. In the second preseason game due to that knee injury, and I think they just wanted to see, well, you know what? They if, didn't want to overwork Schmidt. Yeah. But then Schmidt but then at the same time Schmidt, Schmidt was not playing well enough that he could keep his job. And that ended up happening. Where yeah. he didn't keep his job and now they got a rookie in. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna stress too much on the punter either. No. But there it is. Other than that, I saw no surprises. Yeah, I didn't really see any either. My boy Ray Ray made it. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Because I was incredibly mad when he got injured. Yeah. Because I started tweeting about him, saying I found my preseason crush. It was Ray Ray McLeod. What about um? And then he got hurt. Yeah. What about Tanner Vallejo? Are you surprised? Are you a little surprised at that? Or no. no. And here's why. Same reason about the Logan Thomas thing. When you're playing into the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game, there's a reason. Yeah. It's because you might be on the outs, and the coaches are either looking for you to win the job, like Robert Foster and Logan Thomas did, mm-hmm. or get some tape for yourself out there so that other teams can see you. Okay. That's why those players play late into the fourth quarter. You know, I thought that they would I, – I was wondering if they were going to give Vallejo another opportunity because he was a draft pick of theirs last year, and he was on the team last year as well. So that's why I was wondering maybe they would – give him another opportunity because they did invest in him. Yeah, I do understand that. It's just, again, it's it's one of those things that you see it coming. Right. That's why I was confused about why Nick O'Leary was out there. Or not Nick O'Leary, why Logan Thomas was out there. Right. Because it's one of those things you see coming. Robert Foster earned himself a starting job because of it. Yeah. Vallejo, he's a special teamer guy. Yeah. But not much else. Yeah. And if they need linebacker depth, well, you need a guy that's actually going to be able to step in as a linebacker and play well enough. Right. And that looks like something the coaching staff saw that Tanner Vallejo is not. And there's that. So, Bill's roster cuts. They're done. 
The core of the team is here. The team is here. I I, I did a roster projection before. You did. Before the third preseason game. How did you do on that? I didn't do terrible. I think I hit 45? So you got eight of them wrong? Let me see here again. Yeah, I got 45 of them. I did one as well. I obviously didn't like post anything about it, but where I had I did a thing where I had to predict who would get cut. And out of the thirty seven that did, I got thirty four of them right. I only missed out on three. I think everyone that did a roster projection got one wrong. Yeah. AJ McCarron. Yeah. Because everyone thought they were probably going to keep three quarterbacks. Yeah. And then this guy. Let me tell you what I like about this guy right here. He's got himself a good play, a good, a good style, and you know he's a really, he's a really tough player. I like a lot about this guy. Spider two Y banana right there. Be able to execute it, and then I'm gonna trade Khalil Mack. John Gruden, what are you doing? It's time. That so we you want talk, to talk about the about the drunken state of the Raiders. Okay, because that's the only way I could describe it right now is they have to be, as an organization, either inebriated, high, or both. Stupid. Both. Do you want to know the more all of that? All of that combined. You sign a man to a ten-year deal, as a coach. You sign a coach to ten years, ten million a year. Money given- not aside. Money not aside. Ready? Term. Ten years. For a coach. For a coach. They're gonna probably- when, the, when the shelf life on a coach rarely hits ten years, even if you're good to start. Yeah. Yet, you're seeing a man now with more power than the general manager in Reggie McKenzie. From what sources are saying... Reggie McKenzie had nothing to do with this trade. Which means the coach has more power than the general manager in terms of the roster decisions. Why is he here? Why is Reggie McKenzie there? It was the same thing with uh, Doug Whaley towards the end of his tenure. Why was he here? Because it was Rex's team. Until Rex got fired, it was all him. Like, Doug Whaley, remember? You remember? When Rex got fired, Doug Whaley didn't even... Doug Willie didn't even know about it. Yeah. It was mostly it was actually it's mostly Rex and Pagula. Yeah. Willie didn't even know. And Willie wasn't even the one who wanted to hire Rex. It was Pagula. That Pagula is Pagula made that. So, so Reggie it, McKenzie, it's the same thing. Reggie McKenzie had done a great job leading up to this year in building the Raiders team to look like it was ready to turn a corner. Yeah. They had that one really good year. They went to the playoffs and Derek Carr got injured right before it, so they were one and done. Yeah, unfortunately. But then the next year, they underachieve. Jack Del Rio gets fired for it because Mm -hmm. Reggie McKenzie put together a staff and a team that was ready to go back to the playoffs on a consistent basis, and they did not take advantage of a AFC West that really could have been. Yeah. They really underachieved. Part of that was Derek Carr breaking his back. Well, yeah. But they also had a season that – you need to look at it and then go, that was not good enough. But Reggie McKenzie was not at fault there. 
John Gruden has undone so much of his current general manager's work in one offseason, it's mind-numbingly stupid. They cut a guy that they traded a third-round pick for, Frank. People want to laugh at the Corey Coleman thing? Go ahead. I'm going to point at Oakland and go, where's your laughter at them? Because Mm -hmm. John Gruden is releasing the guy because, oh, hey, the risk of trading for Martavis Bryant is dot, dot, dot. Well, he's kind of got a history with with the league with suspensions with drug use. And what happens? He's currently in an appeal fighting to try to stay from a suspension. If he gets suspended again, Martavis Bryant's out of the league. Gone. Oh, yeah. His career's over. Yeah. It might be anyway. Because now no team can trust him. If he, if he wins this appeal, for example, no team's going to trust him. Why would I give you money if you're probably going to get suspended again? Right. If he gets suspended, that's the second indefinite suspension. You know how this goes. You know how this ends. Mm-hmm. It's over. You're Justin Blackman at that point. You're gone. Ooh. Ooh. Except that Martavis Bryant actually had a career. Damn. So there's now that Martavis Bryant trade. There is trading a fifth-round pick for A.J. McCarron, which, I'm sorry, why are you giving that up? Well, I mean, I think you can justify it a little bit because they did cut both Connor Cook and E.J. Manuel. And I understand that. So they didn't need a backup. Gruden did say, Gruden did have an answer more or less about the question that was asked to him saying, is your backup quarterback on this roster? And he said, I don't know. Yeah. Turns out he didn't like the quarterback options on his roster. That's fair. But then you can't go ahead and tell me these things and then trade your best player, one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL. Yes, you got a good return for it. Two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick. I think. But they Chic- all. But they went and traded a second-rounder back to Chicago. In a fifth. And Khalil Mack. Yeah. You traded. You actually traded Khalil Mack. I don't, see, I'm not surprised. I'm like, trading Khalil Mack, that was going to happen. It's the fact that. They also traded a second round pick no. to get two first back. No. It's it's for the me, fact that oh no, because for me, the fact that Oakland had to give up a second round pick that is very likely gonna be a high second round pick, might even basically be a first round pick. Because it's probably gonna be somewhere between 35, 33 and 37. Just so that they can trade Khalil Mack. It's still for me this. How did it get here? What happened? How stupid are you? How stupid are you? You traded Khalil Mack. You traded I wonder if- a 27-year-old pass rusher who has been the defensive player of the year, a three-time All-Pro, not just a Pro Bowl, All-Pro, best in his game. You had the cap space. For the for next year and beyond. This is for me. This sound, this sounds like ego. 
this sounds like John Gruden had had this happen because it was I don't like him. He didn't talk to Khalil Mack, Frank. Yeah. He didn't want to pay him. He didn't talk to his best player. He didn't want to pay him. That's all it was. Maybe. Maybe. Say it was a cash issue, right? Maybe you shouldn't be paying $100 million to your head coach. Yeah. Before he coaches a game. You're paying each team. like you're paying. Aren't they also paying each team, too? Like... Twelve and a half million because they're moving to Vegas. Hey, look at that though. But you guys don't have the cash to pay Khalil Mack. Yeah. So I'm glad you're going to be terrible when you head to your new city because be- no one's going to watch because the Golden Knights are awesome. Not too. Not too. So now you're going to have no asses in the seats because your team is going to be bad. Derek Carr is going to try to carry everyone on his back, and he's going to and it's going to crumble. It's probably going to break again, and he's going to be running for his life. And he's probably going to break his leg again. You drafted Colton Miller in the first round for reasons. Yeah. Everything that has happened since they John Gruden has arrived. Marshawn Lynch is their running back. And then Doug Martin behind him. Ugh. Marshawn, I don't think, is necessarily the huge issue. It's just, no, Marshawn's not an issue, but it's just that they don't have a – like. he's past it. He's a little past it, He's yes. past it. And, again, the only bright spot besides Derek Carr is Amari Cooper. And he's got dropsies issues. Yeah. Hope he, I hope Jordy Nelson hope hopefully will come back. Can have a re- revitalization. But this. Th- Who was that cornerback they drafted too? Like last year. They cut Obi Olafanu, who was, was one of their promising else. safeties. There's somebody else. I gotta look it up real quick. They wave injured him, which made no sense to me. But yeah, the Raiders, ever since John Gruden has showed up, have gone backwards mm-hmm. as a team, as an organization. And you're going to go oh, ahead and Conley. Gary on Conley. Yeah. What happened to him? I thought there was – he was having uh, – I thought there was – he had to, like, legal issues as well. He did, but they're they're past that, it looks like. Okay. And that was from his okay, rookie yeah, year. Okay, yeah, 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 I see it, yeah. That was from his rookie year. Okay. Well, that's good at least. But yeah. everything that – since Gruden has shown up, there has been Raiders asset have, mismanagement all Raiders, over the place. Raiders have gone backwards. Yes. Yeah. Asset mismanagement. They were one of the more – they were one of the – two years ago, they were the most promising team in football. And now they're now a they're laughing no, stock. Now they're a laughing stock. Again. Please, John Gruden – Continue to prove to me why coaches shouldn't sit out for 10-plus years and then suddenly decide that they want to try to coach again. Joe Gibbs did it. Why do you think Bill Cowher hasn't? (laughs) It's not just because the studio gig is cushy. It's because he probably knows that he's got to continuously reacclimate to the game if he's going to ever do it. Yeah. You in a press conference said that you want to bring it back to 1998. Well, guess what 1998 is going to get you? Nowhere. 3-13. and Yeah. It's funny how coach, how the the coaches that want to bring it back to the past when they were successful doesn't work. Oh, and John Gruden wasn't that all that good of a head coach anyway. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl with Dungy's team. Yeah, and then was meh after that. Yeah, that's it. 
He's a guy who's got a reputation. That's it. He's not a good head coach. He's not that good of a head coach. And you're giving him the world. You're giving him the power that is unprecedented at this point. And now the organization is going to move backwards. And yep. I'm going to laugh my ass off when they go 3-13. and 13. Yeah. You think they could be the worst team in the league this year? They could. They may very well could. They also just got rid of their best player. They did. On a defense that needed their best player. Yeah. On a defense that could have used the former defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, John Gruden, I hope you're happy. Because you're about to be a lot of pissed off on the sidelines come Sundays. (laughs) And I'm going to love every bit of it. Because you're an idiot. So the Bills just released their uh, practice squad players. Okay. So, start running back Keith Ford. Keith Ford got to learn how to pass block. Cam Phillips, as you said. Yep. Ooh, Mike Love made it. Nice. Mike Love did make it, yes. Dean Marlowe made it. Okay, good. Corey Thompson, Gerard DeBeer, Levi Wallace, and DeAndre Wesley. We kept DeBeer. They kept DeBeer. They kept DeBeer. They kept Wesley. Yep. And they kept Love. That's big. Mike Love was fantastic this preseason, and if not for Eddie Yarbrough, he would have gotten the roster spot. I think so, too. But Yarbrough matched him in everything. Mm-hmm. So And Yarbrough's also been here for Yarbrough's a year Yarbrough's been Eddie. here. He knows that. He knows everything. And, again, he was ma- like Mike Love was shining, but Eddie Yarbrough was matching. Yeah. So, and Eddie, Eddie Yarbrough, Yarbrough had time with the ones last year because of yep. injuries. Yep. So, you know, why not you keep the guy, especially if he's playing well enough? Mm-hmm. Yarbrough's job was not in danger despite how well Mike Love was playing. But it's good that he got onto the practice squad there. Good. So I have a question for you, Frank. What's that? Sabres training camp comes in... 11 days. 11 days. Practices begin for the public in 12. Yes. Hockey's here too, just like that. Hockey season. Week one is here for the Bills. Hockey season's here for the Sabres as training camp begins. But I think before we figure out the schedule, Frank, we might need to do something. Bring me the NFL schedule. The Bills schedule? or The NFL Week 1 schedule. Okay. Because you know what we're about to do now. Every week. This is happening. Pick them. Yep. We're going to pick them every week. Pick them every week. We're going to pick them every week. The winner, every week, gets to deliver 30 seconds of trash talk to the other. Cool. That is your reward for winning. Cool. In the Pick'em every week, if you were to beat me. If we tie... Do we each get 15 seconds? Nah. <laughs> we just both try to say things in unintelligibly, and uh, and then we just move on. Here we go. Can we have the loser eat the stupid hot wing again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do we need to explain that? No. We were at Wing Fest today. We already Derek explained that. It was in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> did you not know we were recording when I said that? I know we did. I'm messing around. Oh, my God. Okay. Look, man, I know you ate the stupid hot wing, too, and it Listen, probably took I, some brain cells out from you as well. I, it, it did, but I liked it, and I would absolutely do it again. You're, 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 there's something wrong with you if there's you like that. There's not something wrong with me. There I'm is, from Buffalo. No, Frank, that is just not, that's not natural to like that thing. 
I almost threw up. Well, it's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah, it's, it's your my fault. fault. It's your fault. When my face turns more red than the <laughs> wing that I ate. And I had to eat not one, not two, but three ice cream sandwiches just <laughs> to deal with the pain. <laughs> that wasn't just spiciness. That was pain. <laughs> it hurt. So how do your lips feel? Fine now. Yeah. Because I had three ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Mine are good, too. Oh, I had that Caribbean curse wing, too. Wasn't that bad. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Wasn't that bad. All right. Okay. We're sidetracking. Game one. Pick them. Game one. Game one of the year. Thursday night. Falcons, Eagles. Nick Foles is starting. Nick Foles is starting. Who do you got? You go first. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I think the Eagles are not as good as last year. And Nick Foles is definitely not looking like the playoff hero that he was. Really, Nick Foles, in his time right now, in his second stint as an Eagle, has only had two good, two good games in an Eagles uniform. The Vikings game and the Super Bowl. The NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. He was okay against the Falcons in the divisional round. He was bad in the regular season, ending it. And he has not looked anything close to competent in the preseason. Maybe it's a sign that Nick Foles just isn't that good. I'm taking the Falcons here. I, I'm also taking the Falcons. Also because I feel like the Super Bowl hangover is still going to loom over Philly a little bit. And that team will get will get back on track once Wentz comes back and All right. actually plays. All right, All right, so we move on from Thursday to Sunday. To Sunday. Steelers, Browns, it's in Cleveland. Who do you think is going to win? Ooh, this is in Cleveland. It's in Cleveland to start. Uh, I'm going Steelers. Uh, I'm tempted. You could. You can I'm do tempted, it. but then I remember Hugh Jackson's their head coach. This is Cleveland we're talking about. I am remembering that Hugh Jackson is their head coach. Yeah. And that's where I have to pick the Steelers. Okay. Because Road Ben Roethlisberger is not good. But this is Cleveland, and they still always somehow win in Cleveland. That is true. It's almost as lopsided as Bill's Patriots. Yeah. So never mind. Yeah. All right. Bengals, Colts. I flirted with it, but I didn't. You flirted with it. Well, we have Bengals, to pick. By the way. Yeah. Same here. We have to pick Cleveland at some point because they have to win a, win at least one game this year. Oh yeah. They're not that bad. Yeah. All right. So we got the Bengals. Give me the Bengals there. They actually have a lot of talent for a team that is mismanaged by. Marvin Lewis. This is true. I think the Bengals have a chance to really step up and show up randomly here this year. Titans, Dolphins. Titans. With their stupid new helmets. <laughs> stupid new helmets. Why did they go to blue? Why? Why not change the logo? It's a stupid looking logo. Mm. You know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big believer in Tennessee. Oh, it's not that I'm a believer in Tennessee. Not I just think Miami's bad. Miami is bad. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Titans. We've agreed on the first. God, we're we're gonna disagree at some point. We haven't gotten to the good ones. Don't worry. Okay. Niners, Vikings. Vikings. I'm gonna pick the Niners. Even with McKinnon out for the year. 
That hurts. That hurts. Minnesota's too complete of a team. Advantage at quarterback? Hell, even if Jimmy Garoppolo's better than Kirk Cousins, the Niners are not as superior as a team as the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, but we got to disagree at some point. That's true. I'm just saying that I'm taking the Vikings because they are still one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. I'm going to go with the Niners. Okay. Upset road win. Okay. Are you writing this down, by the way? Because I'm not. I'll write it down. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get it, yeah. Houston, New England, yawn, New England. I know Houston's got Watson. I know. And Hopkins. I know. You can... And JJ and Jadevian. Yeah, I know. They're healthy. I know. That was their problem last year. I know. But I can't pick Tom Brady to lose right away. But they did last year. But that was also Thursday night. You know what? I'm taking the Texans. All right. You take the Texans. Because the the Patriots tend to have this happen where they lose in week one at random, and then everyone goes, oh, is the empire over? And then they go on and rip off and then they win 10 11. to 12 straight. Yeah. And then we go, oh, never mind. Including the usual crotch punching in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Jacksonville, Giants. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. We'll save the Bills one for last. Okay. We'll do that. Chiefs, Chargers. Chargers. Chiefs. Okay. Seahawks, Broncos. Seahawks. Yes, Seattle. Washington, Arizona. I'm going Arizona. Me too. I don't love it, but... I yeah. love it too, but David Johnson's a thing. Yeah. Dallas and Carolina. Give me the Panthers. Yeah, man. Yeah, Cam. Chicago, Green Bay. With now, newly shiny Khalil toy Mack. Khalil Mack trying to terrorize Aaron Rodgers. I'm still going Rodgers. I'm still going with the pack here, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is now being compensated for the god that he is. Yeah. He's a bad, bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad, bad man. Jets, Lions. Lions. I'm going Jets. Darnold wins his first game. Oh, God. The, the narratives. The narratives. Shoved down your throat at that point. And final, And before we get to the Bills one, the team we were just making fun of, the Raiders. I'm picking their opponent. <laughs> Good, because they're playing the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> One team that paid their defensive player to the compared to the team that didn't. Who's going to win? I'm going to go with the team that has Aaron Donald trying to break Derek Carr's back. Oh, God. I don't want to see that. I said trying. I know. But Aaron Donald's right. back. He is. Todd Gurley's going to run rough shot there. on their defense. Dominican Sue's there. Oh my God! Keep Talib's there. Robert Quinn's still a thing, isn't Robert he? Robert Quinn, yes, yes. They got Marcus Peters, and then Brandon Cooks. Just call the fight along with Robert Woods. Just call the fight <laughs> and Cooper Cup and, and Jared Goff. And we'll see what Goff does. All right, I might start. I might start Kelly at that point for fantasy. Because it's going to be a blowout, 49 nothing by the third quarter. They're just going to be like, Todd Gurley, you have the rest of the day off. 
<laughs> John Kelly, go ahead. Go grab some carries. Yeah. Probably get a touchdown. <laughs> All right. The Bills and the Ravens. And we don't know who's starting at quarterback. We don't. It's either going to be Allen or Peterman. I think it's going to be Peterman, by the way. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going Baltimore. Looking at this game, there's still one mystery that will always be omnipresent with any Ravens game that you have to pick. Which offense shows up? Yeah. Is it going to be the one that actually got Joe Flacco that contract? Or is it going to be the one that managed to, in the first half of a Bengals-Ravens Week 17 game, probably was the reason Buffalo made the playoffs? When Joe Flacco was three of his first 15 passes. The Ravens receiving core is still not good. They just cut first-rounder Brashad Perriman. Yeah. What a bust of a pick that was, by the way. (laughs) So you don't know. You don't know what the hell is going to be with the Ravens' offense. The problem is, can the Bills' offense put up at least a politically correct version of the Ravens' offense? And that I don't know that either. Does Nathan Peterman have it in him to show the world that he is not just a five interceptions and one first half guy? If that happens again, by the way, Josh Allen probably goes under center and they're never looking back. Yeah. Uh, Do I go stupid and take the bills? Yes, because I picked them to go nine and seven. It's called sticking to your guns. (laughs) I'm taking the bills with Nathan Peterman under the helm to not go ahead and crap his pants in amazing fashion. Okay. So there it is. That's the pick them. Let's see how well this goes. (laughs) Yeah. Bills Ravens next week, Sunday. Next Leftovers podcast, so we'll get back to you on that part. As we rework the schedule, it used to be every Wednesday and every Sunday, and thank you as always for listening on WGR550.com or if you're going through the Radio.com app. Hey, guess what? It's it's not it's not having problems Or anymore. if we're, you're listening we're fixed. on Apple Podcasts too. Yes, but hey, Radio.com app, it's gotten its kinks fixed up. It's, you know, it's, it's better now. Right in time for the season. Right in time for the season, the Radio.com app is ready to go. We've got this thing. It's ready to go. You can listen to the podcast so you, you took buff. You're saying Buffalo wins, right? I'm taking Buffalo here. Okay. Just double-checking. Sabres training camp starts on September 13th, the players report. On the 14th, 15th, and 16th, there are practices open to the public. Yay. Check it out at Harbor Center. Go do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? Yeah. All right, then. We're going to do that. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Leftovers Podcast here on WGR 550.com. I picked the Bills to win week one. Am I an idiot? We'll find out because we're going to do our pregame primer this week. I don't know what day yet, but it'll be here. Be on the lookout. As we'll go in depth, we'll check it out, and we'll see what questions have to be asked 
about this Bills team going forward, not just for week one, but for the rest of the 2018 season. The preseason's over. The regular season's here. And we're going to find out what the Bills really are made of. For real. It matters now. Mm-hmm. The overreactions, they are now justified. Because it's for real. It is for real. The win-loss column counts this time. Yep. It's time to see it. It's time to get it. Get your pizza. Get your wings. Get your brews. Or your pops. Because it's about to go down. Your Bills game day lineup always will look like this. Week one's a little different. It starts at 8 with Jeremy and Nate. Howard Simon at 10 o'clock with your countdown to kickoff. Leading you right up to 12.30 before Murph takes over with pregame. And then Murph, Kelso, and Sal on the call. Schopen Bulldog post. Nate Geary overtime. And then Joe and I return with the fantasy style in week two. Oh, okay. Thanks as always for listening. Regular season's here. Frank, are you ready? I'm ready. You know, as they say, let's watch some football. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.